1: on the Thursday edition of the 6.30 CHED Afternoon News. Uh, Still coming up on the show, we'll have a pair of... 18 holes of golf at the Ranch Golf and Country Club to give away to one of our listeners, Uh, Dan McTeague uh, from Gas Buddy will join us at the bottom of this hour to talk about those outrageous gas prices you've been uh, seeing. As we mentioned off the top of the show, though, uh, the Ebbington Police Service ramping up a campaign to get residents to give local organizations that help the homeless your change instead of giving it directly to panhandlers, you may have seen some of the signs that have been erected at busy intersections asking you not to hand out change. We're joined now uh, by EPS spokesperson, Scott Patterson. Hey, Scott. Hey,
0: Andrew, how are you today? I'm, Hello, Brad. Hey, how's it going?
1: We're, we're very well, thank you. Thank you for taking the time to uh, speak with us. Uh, maybe I'll start from, uh, how did this uh, come to the EPS attention? Why is this a problem?
2: Well, over the last couple of years, As many uh, metropolitan, uh, you know, large metropolitan cities uh, experience, we have um, issues with uh, panhandlers becoming more aggressive. Um, And uh, initially it started on White Avenue. And uh, the last thing uh, obviously officers want to do is arrest individuals and further clog up the courts with uh, these sorts of files. So we're trying to be creative and look at things where we can uh... You, you know certainly by listening to the public and uh, addressing their concerns at the same time so now over the last couple of years we've noticed that these issues are, are kind of uh, trickling out into the community and of course many of us have uh... you know experienced uh... you know sitting at a busy intersection on gateway or calgary trail uh... you know where uh, you know we're approached by individuals looking for money etc so um, it's an empathetic way, we think, of trying to at least educate and aware, make people aware uh, while also addressing complaints that have been coming in from the community, as well as business owners.
1: Scott, could you um, define for us aggressive?
2: Uh, well, I think most of us, if you've been down White Avenue on occasion, have experience. You know, certainly there's people who are very polite and go about their business and, and certainly are, you know, uh, just trying to interact very politely with people. And take uh, no, f- you know, no for uh, an answer respectfully. But uh, uh, more and more, uh, we're having business owners that are calling us, uh, suggesting that uh, her- there's a level of harassment there, mm-hmm. um, as well as uh, restaurant owners saying that uh, people are coming over and harassing their patrons while they're sitting on the patios, for for instance. So the last thing we want is a confrontation between. Uh, these individuals, as well as business owners and or motorists. Uh, so hence, we uh, we decided to try to come up with something creative and uh, deploy some signage
0: throughout various communities. Scott, you had mentioned panhandlers becoming aggressive, and you mentioned motorists. Another thing that I noticed panhandlers doing is physically getting in front of vehicles and waving something in front of the driver and the passenger, saying, do you have anything to, to give me, and it ends up backing up traffic. And I notice in one spot going south on 109, right before you go under the legislature to 97th, there are a few people there consistently there, and traffic gets severely backed up.
2: Yeah, I think it's, I mean, it's, it's all over the city. I mean, we're going to be expanding the program to the north side along 97th Street uh, as well. Uh, currently, we're in Southwest Division. You'll notice some signs. Uh, your listeners along Gateway and Calgary Trail. And again, I want to be clear that this is, you know, we're trying to be hands-on, but by the same token, uh, we're we're hoping the the these situations or issues don't become aggressive. And in some capacity, we're understanding they are, much as you said, Brad. So you know, we after uh, all, we are a police service, and so we have. Uh, we need to certainly apply the law, and that's what we're trying to do, but in a respectful way. And uh, we just want to encourage people when they're driving to uh, maybe not hand out uh, money, etc., at, at busy intersections, uh, both for the safety of the motorist, uh, and the individual uh, who's requesting the donation. And that's why we've asked people to call 2 one uh, where they can... You know, choose uh, aptly choose and direct where they would like their their support to go.
1: Is panhandling actually
2: illegal? Well, I think it's a bylaw ticket more than anything. so uh, and again, uh, these these many of these individuals, obviously we're dealing with vulnerable citizens who uh, you know are aren't able to. Uh, in many cases, pay for fines, so the last thing we want to do, to be frank, is to put them in court or you know down in the courthouse trying to pay for these things so we're we're trying to find you know balance the fine line between uh, administering the law and uh, and trying to keep everybody happy in the community
1: hey, you know I'm curious and I don't know that you have the answer to this, but do we have any idea how many panhandlers there are in Edmonton?
2: Uh, that's a good question. I'm sorry, I don't. Uh, each year, it seems to kind of uh, fluctuate up and down, but uh, and the places uh, to which they're appearing also uh, as well uh,
0: change. Scott, are you noticing a lot of nonprofits get on board with this new idea from EPS? And if so, can you can you throw out a few examples that uh, our listeners and drivers in general could make a contribution to, rather than getting into these situations with panhandlers?
2: Well, as soon as they go, they call two one one. one though. They can certainly identify which sort of services they want, whether they be uh, Homeward Trust for homeless, homelessness, uh, similar organizations, whether it be the Boyle and Bissell or um, uh, the Mustard, et cetera, for, you know, to make a donation so they can provide food for individuals as well. Uh, but, I mean, really, uh, in many cases, we're hearing this as an accident waiting to happen. Uh, whether it be between you know a pedestrian and a vehicle, or uh, between you know uh, tempers raising and we have uh, a confrontation, so uh, it's been meeting so far. We've been uh, we've been receiving quite a bit of positive feedback, and uh, we hope that continues. And really, uh, the idea of speaking with you today is to continue to raise that awareness with people while they're in their cars listening.
1: And I suppose part of that awareness is the fact that these individuals may need more than food, clothing, and money. They may need programs available through some of these organizations to help them redirect their lives.
2: Yeah, that's correct, Andrew. Uh, EPS actually has been doing um, uh, yeoman's work in that regard with the heavy users of services over the last few years, too, bringing, trying to bring together all the variety of our resources and services uh, in the community together at one table to try to uh, bridge those gaps and uh, continue to more streamline and, and effectively provide that outreach to uh, these individuals so that we can address their needs. But again, you know, uh, we need people's participation and cooperation as well because uh, th- that situation where, you know, motorists and uh, people who are panhandling asking for money etc are engaging one another um you know if you're you're empowering them to continue to continue to do that right mm. in some respects and you know so i trying to be respectful about this yeah uh because you know it's a delicate issue obviously but certainly uh, we can't turn our back to it. And so we're trying to address it in some capacity.
1: Any idea, Scott, as to, I know you don't know how many panhandlers there are, but we were talking off the top of the show just about panhandling in general. And I was saying a very blanket generalization, but I was saying, you know, one of the first thoughts most people have when they see a panhandler is, hey, does that guy really need the money? Uh, is Do you have any idea if there is a significant number of individuals out there panhandling who really do it as a occupation as opposed to a need?
2: No, I couldn't answer that question. I'm sorry.
1: But it's it's probably out there, right? I mean, here I am generalizing again, but uh, these guys, like, you know, you see them in uh, Toronto. We don't seem to have them here in Edmonton, the squeegee kids. You know, every time you're stuck at a light, I, I you know, coming off the gardener on the ramp, I'll get my window done five times, right? And, and I'm told by locals, I don't know, that's that's a moneymaker for those guys
2: yeah i guess again uh, speaking to the safety issue uh, uh, that's prevalent here and is concerning especially when you're on very major arteries like calgary trail and gateway uh 51st avenue it's such a 23rd avenue at rush hour even beginning now i mean we all see the congestion there and people running in and out of traffic uh uh, unnecessarily is just uh, a recipe for disaster. And the last thing we want is for anybody to get hurt. And again, we don't want to uh, encourage that uh, confrontation. So we're we're trying to do something to address it anyway.
0: Scott, this message is obviously being communicated, as you said, to nonprofit organizations. Are they then communicating it to that community so that they understand that? the organizations they rely on are trying to do even more to help them to direct their lives in a positive direction?
2: Well, I hope so. I'm sure they do. I mean, um, I can't speak on their behalf, but uh, certainly they get calls. I'm sure they get uh, people who are recommended or referred to them. And, uh, y- you know, they know the lay of the land better than anybody with respect to mm-hmm. these issues regarding the vulnerable community. And uh, as, as do police. Uh, uh, you know, please do their best. Uh, I know a lot of the members who go out of their way uh, after hours and uh, They're on these various uh, committees, and they're involved in the mustard seed, etc. Uh, and they can only do so much as well, so certainly uh, uh, We're hoping that uh, you know, we can have kind of a team approach here and everybody will uh, just it's important to have empathy and certainly that's not what we're suggesting they don't do. We're suggesting that the empathetic way to do it and the more reasonable way to do it where everybody is safe is to phone two one one. one
1: Yeah. Um, last question for you. Um, are EPS in favor of or against the idea rather than change of giving somebody a sandwich, a coffee, um, actually purchasing the item that they say they need the money for? Not at a busy intersection, yeah <laughs> for sure, <laughs> hey, uh, Scott, let me ask you one last question, just uh, uh, right out of left field, but yeah. uh, since we're talking about this and we're talking to, and we're talking to EPS uh, over the years, uh, I have seen uh, you know at an intersection where the lights are out, and there's a police officer directing traffic, and particularly in this weather that we're expecting the next week uh, where it 's hot that's got to be a, a tough job more than once, I have uh, purchased you know, an extra coffee or extra Coke or a bottle of water and offered it to a police officer uh, and never have they taken it. Are they simply not allowed to or, or is it just a bad idea to take an
2: unknown substance from a stranger? Uh, well, first off, thank you for your generosity. I'm sure they would thank you as well. They did. They um, I think that uh, it's probably, I can't speak on their behalf, but I would think it's probably a combination of two, yeah. uh, not knowing what uh, you know, your motives are given in that. And I'm sure they think that you're, you're being simply generous. But, uh, yeah, uh, I'm assuming that's exactly
1: what Yeah, an about. hour later, they're directing traffic with no pants on. What was in that water? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Scott Patterson, uh, EPS spokesperson. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks for uh, filling us in on this uh, undertaking.
2: Thank you for giving me the time today, gentlemen. Have a good day. You you
1: too. Hey, Brad Whisker. Hello, Andrew Gross. There you go. Uh, We've been saying all week long as we've been giving away uh, these uh, 18 holes of golf at the Ranch and Golf and uh, Country Club, uh, usable Monday to Friday. We've been saying all week that we're going to do it at different times during the day. We have never, in the history of this show, given away tickets at 322, but we're going to do it right now, 496-0063, the number to call. You have to know what you're calling to win, be excited at the prospect of winning it, uh, be able to use it. You have to turn off your radio. There's a lot you have to do. There's a lot of hurdles. And then, if you've accomplished all of that successfully, uh, you need to answer Brad Whisker's skill-testing question. And you are tough, my friend. Well, these it's are two not passes. like what color is most golf balls? Or uh, grass tends to be what
0: you know? What's the pl- what's the area called where the hole is? Either you've well, we had yesterday it was pretty quick. It was Tuesday's question that took about five or six calls. Uh, what was Tuesday's question? Tuesday's question was who won this year's U.S. Open, oh, yeah. which happened right. like three weeks ago. So Fair, I thought yeah. I, th- I thought it was topical. <laughs> it was relevant, but hey. That's no slight on the listeners. No, of course not. That means the person that gets it right has truly earned the ticket. All right, so we're going to go randomly
1: to the phone here, uh, pick a call. Hi, who's this? Hi, this is Jordan calling. Hey, Jordan, how you doing? Good, how are you doing? Good, sounds like you didn't turn your radio down, Jordan. Uh, unfortunately I didn't, I was, I'm trying to actually do some work.
0: So. Oh, okay, alright. What? Well,
3: uh, give me a to not to by giving me some tickets to or uh, some passes at the ranch.
0: Well, we just don't give them no, away here, Jordan. things have to be earned on this show. There's I'm no, no it, especially I'm, I'm with, no with no these certain. guys are
1: here. Alright, well, Jordan, so you know what you're calling to win. Are you, are you excited? Do you golf? Oh, I golf a lot, yeah. It'd be great to go out to the ranch. Sure, have you golfed out there? I certainly have. Really? Yeah. What, what would you say was, this is not your trivia question, what would you say was the best and worst hole at the ranch?
3: The best hole, uh, I'm I'm really fond of the first hole just because it's a beautiful sweeping left dog leg. Mm. Uh, feels really good to hit the ball right off the first tee and oh. just watch it sail out and, and head to the left. Wow. Uh, The worst hole, what is it? That's the, I think it's the seventh that has the big gully uh, that you can't eat from the tee.
1: You know, if you made that up, that's pretty impressive.
3: Well, I'm trying not to make it up. Yeah, no,
1: I know. (laughs) I totally believe that you know what you're calling to win or excited about it and have been to the ranch before. So you've met all of our criteria except one, which is the skill testing question. Which I'm, I'm cheering for you, but I All can right, be of no yeah. help. All right. Uh, and it was uh,
0: Jordan, right? Yes. All right, Jordan. Jordan, what is the skill testing question, Brad? The skill testing question for you, Jordan, is the British Open is coming up in two weeks. Who is the defending champion, champion heading into the tournament?
3: Uh, the British Open
0: mm-hmm.
3: from last year. Yeah,
1: you take your time, Jordan.
3: Uh, I'm trying to think of uh, sure.
1: who it was last year. No, Jordan, uh, I'm sure you're uh, going to get this. Come on, Jordan, you can do this. I, I
0: know. Yeah.
1: Uh, I, I, we have to use a certain
0: amount of... Uh, we're going to give you another 15 seconds here. tops, Jordan. Okay. Yep.
3: Um, I want to say Justin Thomas, but I think I'm wrong. Is that
1: your final answer?
2: Sure. Is sorry. he right?
1: Oh, I'm so
0: sorry. He won the PGA
1: last year, pal. Uh, uh, too bad. I'm sorry about that. We'll have another pair to uh, give away tomorrow. Hi, who's this? It's Rob. Hey, Rob. Uh, what are you calling to win? Uh,
3: golf on Durant.
1: Yeah, okay. Sounds like you're driving. I hope you're on hands-free.
3: Of course I am.
1: All right, cool. You excited at the uh, prospect of winning that?
3: Yeah, I've never
2: actually golfed out there.
1: Oh, well, there you go. Me. Probably makes, no, no, that actually probably makes more sense to send somebody who's never been. Uh,
2: I don't know the answer to that
1: question. You're kidding me. Did you, do you no. know, just blurt out the name of a golfer? Phil McElroy. No. Nope. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, this, I... is, this is a tough question, apparently. Uh, hi. Who's this? Uh, Gwen. Oh, Gwen, you're our first woman to call all week for this. Great. I, I'm happy, and uh, well, you know what you're calling it, Gwen, right? Yeah. Rents
3: tickets.
1: That's right. Close enough. Yeah. And you sound excited. Uh, the question again, Brad was.
0: Who won last year's British Open?
1: Jordan Spieth.
0: That's right. I, sa- I said to Jordan,
1: "How many times did I say to I Jordan, know. Jordan, you can do this, Jordan. Jordan. Jordan? Yeah, what's his last? What's Jordan's last name? Jordan Spieth. Spieth, right? I was gonna say you have to do this in a Spiethy manner. I, but I couldn't be that obvious about it. Uh, it was Gwen, wasn't it?
2: It is.
1: Uh, that is lovely. You're a golfer.
2: Uh, well, my, uh, sons and husband are fine. Oh, nice. Okay. A uh, well,
1: hopeless golfer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, excellent. Well, I'm sure they could use the certificate then. All right. Okay. So it's yours. We're going to put you on hold, get a little information from you, and then you can come on, uh, by the station and pick those up. Okay. Great. Thanks so much. Well, thanks so much for calling and for listening. Thank you. See? Cut her off. She was saying great show.
0: That only took three people. And just a heads up, tomorrow we're going to be giving away two pairs because we were given 5 for the week but we did not have a show oh, on Monday. That's right. So tomorrow there'll be two pairs. All right. Of two tickets to go to the ranch for a free round of 18.
1: Exciting stuff. So listen, uh I think uh, Angie told us 329, didn't she? Yes. Okay. So really quickly, yesterday we talked very briefly about uh council's uh, community services committee uh who issued the report Uh, that through the use of whatever the solvent was uh, on our snow last season that they saved $4.3 million. And we talked about a survey which suggested that people were over the moon happy with the program, um, but now of course as you've been hearing on our news all day, and I just want to follow up on this, um, a chemical engineer has uh, stepped forward and presented in front of council his concerns that that very same cost-saving measure is eroding our vehicles and possibly our garages. So. Um, it's good that that's out there, that we're talking about it. I know the council is going to take another look at it. And the uh, Scott McKean, uh, for one, has said, I'm not a chemist, but it raised enough concern with me to wonder about uh, what we might be looking at as far as delayed cost to our bridges, sidewalks, and roads, as well as to personal vehicles. Good point. Excellent point. Yeah. You know, when you start with cars, you go, well, you know, let's try
0: Sue and City Hall, buddy. But then when you think, well, wait a minute, what about our bridges and roads? You know what, though, I think this is going to be one of those issues at City Hall that never ends. Because <laughs> yeah. you're going because you're going to get chemical yeah. engineers that come out and say it's terrible, right? And somebody in another field of science saying, you know what? But if you do this with this, combine it with it, that, it, it will be okay Spray it here. Yeah. Some people love it; others don't. Depends on the weather. How much snow and ice do we get? Yeah. It'll go on and on and on.
1: Looks like they've got a few months to figure that out. Uh, all right, so we'll take a break for news headlines with Eileen Bell. When we come back, we'll talk with uh, Dan McTeague from Gas Buddy.
0: The 6:30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross weekdays at two on
3: 6:30 Chad.